morning and welcome. It's the Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday, the last day of March. The madness is almost over. I know all of you are so disappointed because it is only I, the double Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. Uncle Eric was busy. He really, I had actually, you know what? He really was. I mean, mo- most of the time when he says he's busy, he's not this time. It's actually true. I actually saw him working. Most of the time when I see him, he's acting like he's working, but he's actually not doing anything. But I can tell you right now, he really is. So uh, you only get me today. I know that is depressing. But you are awesome, my man. See, thank you. I will tell you there's been a sighting of rapper 50 Cent. I wonder where he went. We found him. Apparently, he's on Wall Street. We'll talk about that in a minute. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. The Twitter at Patriot Trading One. The Facebook at Patriot Trading Group. What else do we have? Oh, the podcast. I mean, we got it all. And you can do it all. The most interactive gold show in the world, at least as far as I know. I mean, because you can do anything out there. I mean, we got articles. We got videos. We, we've got Facebook. We've got Twitter. We've got podcasts. I mean, I, it, we, we've got the medals program. You name it. You can do it all right at your fingertips at allamericangold.com and Congratulations. I know you know what? It's been a tough week. It really has been. A little clap there. We all made it to 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 Friday uh and that is a great great thing. Uh, I got all kinds of things to talk about. Even when we you don't use real numbers. Janet Yellen, the Federal Reserve today admitted. I did, I I couldn't believe I actually had to read it 3 times admitted today that, yes, inflation has finally hit their target. Oh, yeah. Let's, let's clap for that, too. Yeah. See, Greg, in the world of absolute horse crap, in the world of fake numbers, they finally said today was the day that fake inflation hit 2%, and they went wild. They're all, oh, yeah. Actually, gold turned around. Gold's actually up on the news. Gold loves inflation. I mean, go back to the 80s. Loved it. Uh, the stock market, not so much. And all and other fake news, they, they released all kinds of fake stuff. So here's what we had to believe today. Fake inflation hit 2%. Consumer spending, it, it didn't, it wasn't so good. It only was up a tenth. And, you know, you kind of think about it, that actually makes sense. When stuff costs more, <laughs> you buy less stuff. But then they said, you know what happened was everybody was saving their money. Yep, the savings rate went up. And I don't know if you saw this, but uh, uh, Jeff Bezos, the guy that owns Amazon, you know, he's now the second richest man in the world. Pretty much the entire savings rate went up because of him. All by himself. He actually took out Warren Buffett, and now he's got his eyes set on Bill Gates. <laughs> right? 
Think about it. One guy. Hey, my stock went up this week. Guess what? The savings rate for all of America is going to look a whole lot better. I just pocketed billions of dollars. I haven't spent it. So don't we all feel it's a great, isn't it great what they can do with numbers that don't mean anything? We'll just make it up. You know, and they've been talking about this 2% inflation rate, you know, that that when, really when you look at it, you don't think about it. House prices are at records, record highs. Car prices are at record highs. Gallon of milk's at record highs, right? I mean, gas isn't at a record high, but gasoline been running. You think about rents are at record high. Health care is at record high. Going to college is at a record high. I mean, it goes on and on and on and on. But here's the great part. See, in the world of make-believe, it just doesn't cost you that much. Do you know at the Federal Reserve, they subsidize the food there? Yeah. No wonder why they don't think there's any inflation. Janet Yellen goes to lunch. She gets her cup of soup. It's only 50 cents. Right? I don't know. She Maybe she gets chicken noodle or who knows, you know, French onion, whatever it may be. All of it. And, you know, you think every Federal Reserve Bank has hundreds, if not thousands, of employees. Yeah, they all get subsidized. As a matter of fact, they take it home to their family, right? They buy it right there. Oh, yeah, I'm bringing dinner home. We're going to have steak and chicken and, yeah. Wouldn't that be great? Hey, you pull up to the drive-thru at McDonald's. Hey, I want my, I want my food subsidized just like they subsidized it at the Federal Reserve. You know, maybe they shouldn't do that. Maybe they would actually get a better idea of how much stuff really costs if they had to pay real prices for their lunch. I don't know. Just something to think about. So as we sit there and we look at the savings rate, you know what, I will say this. Apparently you didn't go to Lululemon. I don't know if you saw their earnings results, but the hundred-plus dollar pair of yoga pants was not a hot seller. So maybe that, that maybe that's why the savings rate was up. Patreon Radio News Hour. We got a great show for you on the final day of the month. Don't touch that dial. Butter in the biscuit. Patriot Radio News Hour. 800-951-0592. You know, last week, Eric was in, and, and we were doing the show, and we were running this great special, and then he got me to throw this in and throw that in, and so... In the spirit of that, I said, you know what, I've got to top this. I've got to do something better because he's not here, right? So i got to do something better. And I was reading this article about this. There's this trader on Wall Street. Apparently he's a mystery trader. And they, they, they're calling him 50 Cent, right? You know, and I was thinking, what, 50 Cent? I don't know, you know, most of you probably don't know, but there's this I, I, former rapper, I don't know, maybe still a rapper, I don't know, that went by the moniker 50 Cent. And now he's in bankruptcy, and, you know, who knows. But he's apparently, you know what, he, he listens to this show, obviously, because 
he gets it. Forget buy and hold and all of that stuff. This market, it, it's every day, and who knows what the the news of the day, the news of the minute, the news of the second is going to be. And he's come up with this pattern. They say that the a pattern of huge, nearly daily trades on the VIX. For those of you that don't know what the VIX is, that's the Volatility Index. In other words, when Wall Street goes a little screwy, (laughs) when it's volatile because, you know, something, some news of the second or the minute or the day didn't, uh, didn't jive with what they were going for, the VIX will react. What's most notable is that even even after losing some $75 million by by betting on the volatility spike, the huge option buyer known as 50 Cent shows no sign of slowing down. I would categorize them as someone who doesn't flinch at losing money. <laughs> Listen, you know, maybe it's Bezos. I don't know, right? I mean, they've got billions. They said the money losing trades in question have been purchased of call options. These represent bets that the market volatility is going to rise. In other words, things are about to get a little dicey. And they said to a lesser extent, stocks will fall. Usually how the trade works. And and again, I say this usually because there's so much manipulation anymore, you really don't know. But usually when volatility rises, stocks fall. They have been a very particular pattern of buying options. And they said that uh, they said that they come in every day, whoever it is, and they buy 50,000 VIX calls worth 50 cents. So each, each one of the contracts is right a 50 cent contract. In other words, they don't care too much what the strike is. They just pick the option that's worth 50 cents. And I love it because why not? Right? This is now the new market everybody lives in. I have no idea. I'm just going to do this. Who cares about this, that, the other? I'm just picking this option for 50 cents and I'm running with it. They said yesterday, 50,000 of the VIX 21 strike calls expiring in May were purchased at the price. Well, he got as close to 50 cents as possible. Sometimes I guess it's not 50 cents. For 49 cents. These options will expire worthless unless the VIX skyrockets 82% in a bit more than a month and a half. And we'll lose money unless the VIX closes above 21. Right now, it's about 12. So you start thinking about this, and this guy, he's coming in every day and buying every day. 
And when they buy, they're buying in the future. So in this case, he's buying in May. And he's doing it every day. They said on Thursday as well, another 15,000 contracts traded at 51 cents. And 10,000 more contracts traded at 47 cents. You kind of get the picture. And he says that so far to date, they have spent $90 million in buying the volatility index. And, and, And I'm just, and I point it out because you think about how much this guy is betting. But then you think about why is he doing it? And why is he continuing to do it? Here's an example. Just yesterday alone, they spent $2.5 million betting on a, and not a little jump, right? You know, you can go out and say, hey, it's going to go up 10% of volatility. By the way, the volatility index is a lot like silver. It can make big swings day to day. But he's going way out. Right? Talking about, hey, the volatility index would almost have to double. By the way, if he's right, the $2.5 million he bet just yesterday And remember, he's been doing it almost every single day for several weeks now. Just yesterday's purchases alone, they said, would be worth $300 million. $300 million on $2.5 million of betting. And, of course, I remember they've already said, hey, listen, the guy's lost tens of millions of dollars at least on paper right now but I I just thought that was a a really interesting story about how all of the inner workings of the market are, are happening they say right now talking about records more money is being borrowed to buy Wall Street than ever before. And you start thinking about all the things that I've been talking about, how there's no return, right? You can't buy bonds and get a return. You can't buy uh, CDs and get a return. And now you have all of these people, they're buying on the margin, right? And they're borrowing all of this money to do it. And I think this guy's coming in and he's saying, hey, you know what? That's the best time to bet against them all. We'll have to wait and see, but 50 Cent made an appearance in honor of that. For the rest of the day, any $20 Liberty or St. Gaudens, any $20 Liberty or St. Gaudens, I say either one, you can buy some of either one, 50 cents over 50 cents, $50 over spot for the rest of the day. So right now, spot's at $1,245.
at fifty bucks, twelve hundred ninety-five bucks for the rest of the day at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. By the way, the budget disaster has finally made it to CNBC. Uh, they actually talked about it for almost two minutes, so I was wrong. Yesterday I said they'd probably give it 57 seconds. Uh, they gave it about two minutes worth of airtime, and they said in the next 30 years, just the interest on the debt will become over 6% of gross domestic product. And I, and I wanted to do some math, so I'm trying to, you know, right now, GDP is like $18 trillion, you know, right now. And if you're in 6% of that, you know, you're, you're looking at about a trillion dollars. And 30 years from now, I was like, well, what if, you know, what if we get to like $25 trillion GDP? I mean, that's reasonable. At $25 trillion, you'd be looking at just the interest on the debt, just the interest, forget about anything else, would run $1.5 trillion. And here's the sad part. The sad part is, they're only, you know, like I said, they always use the best numbers. That's if the deficit's only like $40 trillion. I got a funny view. The deficit could be like eighty trillion by this. But you just start wondering when you start thinking about how all of that shakes out, and you've got, you know, today the Federal Reserve announcing for the very first time. You know, this is the first time, according to them, that inflation has been over two percent in since twenty twelve. Right? And you think about how much more it costs to to rent an apartment or buy a home or go to college or a car health insurance. Right? You start thinking about it. How does that make any sense? How do these people even get away with this? And then you start thinking about all of the, the other things that, that have really left you sh- scratching your head. Right, and you start thinking about the unemployment rate. You start thinking about the budget deficit. You start thinking about the interest payments. You start thinking about all the pension uh, issues that are happening out there. And then you start wondering, eventually, you can use, I mean, you can use bad math for a while, but you can use fake numbers for a while. Right? You can make anything up. We can say it's anything. But eventually, you really have to pay for it. Right? It's just like all of the people that go to college on these student loans. It's great when you first start, right? You go to school, you borrowed the money, you don't have to pay for anything, and you use it to pay for your rent and all that other stuff, and you get your degree, and it's all great until what? Okay, now you've started working or you've graduated or you dropped out or whatever it may be. Now you got to start paying it back. 
Right? This year alone, 1.1 million more people entered into student loan default. And, of course, we know how hard it is, right? The government gives you a million chances before they want to actually default on you. And then another, so a million, 1.1 million went into default. Another 550,000 are petitioning the government to for loan forgiveness, right? Hey, I know I borrowed the money. But you know what? It didn't work out the way I thought, so I, we, I don't want to pay it back. And this is kind of exactly how the Federal Reserve and the federal government are operating. Hey, we want to borrow all the money, <laughs> but we just don't want to pay it all back. U.S. 20s. Oh, I hear 50 cents. U.S. 20, $50 over spot all day long, 800-951-0592. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, a national volunteer organization founded by Phyllis Schlafly and continuing to uphold her legacy by opposing radical feminism and representing a traditional, conservative perspective in our nation's capital. Now from the Phyllis Schlafly Center Studios, here's Ryan Haidt. Each of the core subjects play an important part in a child's education. Science teaches students how to think critically and analyze how the world around us works. Math teaches students logic and basic computation. English teaches students how to communicate and read. However, new research shows that history is quickly being pushed off in many public schools. A study from Perspectives on History magazine found that 88% of elementary school teachers consider teaching history to be a low priority. The sad reason for this is simple. Teachers are forced to teach for the benefit of standardized tests, not for the benefit of students. History simply is not a tested Common Core standard in the early grades. Thus, elementary school teachers push history education further and further onto the horizon until young students fall hopelessly behind. This is why the curriculum of the public school system should belong to the parents, who always put the needs of the children first in the educational experience. Another reason why teachers do not teach history is because they're afraid of offending someone. We live in a time where statues and the likeness of our nation's heroes are being torn down. Liberals say that their flaws makes them unworthy of admiration and respect. Christopher Columbus, President Thomas Jefferson, and General Robert E. Lee are just a few of the many targets of the left's outrage. Teachers should not be afraid to teach history. Our nation's past is a legacy of dedication and sacrifice that should make every student proud to be an American and thankful for the rights that that title implies. A dedicated teacher should never shy away from sharing the truth about our nation just because it is deemed unpopular or inflammatory. It's true, America has some dark chapters in our history, but that is all the more reason to make sure young people learn from those mistakes. History is a fundamental part of a child's learning, and it's the responsibility of the parents to make sure that schools are held accountable for if and how they teach this important subject. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. The liberal agenda is corrupting classrooms in colleges, high schools, and elementary schools across the country. If you're a parent, teacher, or administrator who really cares about our children, we're asking you to get involved and share your story on pseagles.com. 
That's PSEagles.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Really incredible, right? When you think about what's happened in 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 the markets, right? We've got gold up almost ten percent for the year, and premiums are at lows, historic lows. Right? I mean, you're talking about. I remember. And, and it didn't last very long, maybe a year, not even, when I first started. And you could buy a gold eagle, and gold was like 300 bucks when I started, 320 330 something like that. And I think you could buy a gold eagle for like $70, maybe it was $65 over spot. You know, you know, gold was three twenty, and for less than four hundred bucks, you could buy gold eagle. Twenties were, you know, closer to like four hundred bucks at three twenty gold. Silver eagles. I'll never forget the first roll of silver eagles. I even remember who I sold them to. They were. I remember the roll was it was one hundred thirty five dollars for the role of Silver Eagles, the first role I'd ever sold. But our price was $1.35 over spot. Now you think today, right now, I'm running them at $3.75 over. And if you go to, to back dates, if you want old dates, I'll run them down to 3 $3 over spot for old dates. And I remember, you know, when silver was, you know, running to that $50 level, first of all, you couldn't get them. And when you could, people, you know, it was five, six. The highest price that I think we sold them was, was five and a half, five and a half dollars over spot. And then we, we, me and Eric just looked at each other and said, even if we get them, we won't sell. Right? Because it's just, ridiculous premiums and people were calling us and saying somebody wants eight dollars over spot should i buy them and things of that nature and now you have the opportunity you know you think about you're buying silver eagles if you buy a back date for three bucks i mean that's for a lot of the last 10 years or so that's been my cost or right near it For most of my entire Patriot career, $50 over spot on a $20 Liberty or a $20 St. Gordon would have been well below cost. Well below cost. And and it's really this this market anomaly, and this is one of the things when people say, "Well, where do you think? Where do you think it's heading now?" Because you know they they've made some good moves, and I and I keep believing I think it's going higher because the premiums kind of say so, right? 
when when things like this happen, the market always does the opposite. When everyone thinks it's not going to happen, right, what does the market do? It goes the other way. Right? When premiums are sky high and everybody's piling in, right, that's usually when you need to sell. <laughs> when, it, when it's the other way, this is the time to buy. And and the, the market's kind of bearing that out. So it's almost, you know, really, you're almost going back to, you know, the all-time lows, well, the all-time lows, the lows of the last six, seven years, eight years, as far as, you know, what was it, uh, December of 2016, 2015, gold bottomed at 1,050. Remember, and I told you the bottom was going to be 1,080. I was off by about 30 bucks. You're able to buy, you're, you're essentially buying gold today like gold was, you know, not 1,050, but probably close to about 1,100 bucks. 1,125. And, of course, it's sitting here at almost 1,250. It's just incredible, uh, the opportunity uh, that the markets are presenting themselves. And I, I'll say this, I'm shocked at how long it's lasted. You know, usually uh, you have these market anomalies and they last a day. Sometimes they last a couple of times. It's lasted a week, maybe two weeks at the most. But this, you know, we're, we're going on pretty much, what, three months almost? And again, they're back down again today. Uh, the markets took a step back again uh, overnight last night, and allowing you know when you think about, you can't even buy gold eagles for fifty dollars over. Not even close. Matter of fact, if you have gold eagles and you want to trade them for twenty dollars saints or twenty dollars liberties, heads up today, one for one. I, I know for a fact that's never happened, right? The most you could ever trade gold, maybe you could trade 20 gold eagles for 19 $20 gold pieces. That was a great trade. Today, you can trade one for one. 800-951-0592. This was a fascinating, and, and you know what made it even more interesting? The CNBC did this piece. The American middle class is shrinking, right? And we know this. You listen to us. We know, right? We can come up with all the fake numbers we want. Yeah, the jobs market's great, and wages are going to start rising any second. And, and you hear, we, we've got labor shortages, and nobody wants to work, and all this other stuff. The median income. is also decreasing. In other words, not only are more and more people falling out of the middle class, when you take the whole average income of the middle class, that's also falling. They say nationally the median income of middle income households, okay, so right when you're in the middle there, decreased from $77,898 in 1999 to $72,919 in 2014. Now you tell me how that works. 
in 15 years, the median income fell by what? Almost $5,000, 6%. Then you tack on, let's just use the fake number that the Federal Reserve likes to use, 2%, right? 15 years later, that means that's 30%. And yet you're making 6% less. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Uh Gold's now up. Well, two bucks now. Uh, $1,246. Uh, that puts $20 liberties and saints. $49 over spot right now at 800-951-0592. I don't know if you saw it today. Wilbur Ross, he is now our new, uh, well, he's in charge of trade. And him and the president have been working on the latest trade proposals. Donald Trump today Talk tough on trade on the campaign trail, and on Friday, he's going to sign a pair of executive orders aimed at cracking down on trade abuses. The orders come a week before the president is scheduled to host the Chinese president. The U.S. has its highest trade deficit with China at 347 <laughs> $347 billion a year. Now, let me tell you right now, think about that. We didn't even trade with China 30 years ago. Right? We barely, you know, traded a little bit with them 20 years ago. How do we now have a $347 billion trade deficit? And who did it? Think about that. Think about all the people we put into office. Think about all the people that got lobbied and wined and dined. Think about all the companies that make up Wall Street and how much money they spent so they could get rid of the American worker. It's incredible. I I wonder, it's got to be a record. To go from no trade to a $347 billion deficit. According to Peter Navarro, the director of the White House National Trade Council, he says the orders have nothing to do with the visit. And they were not trying to send China a message. Really? We weren't? Why wouldn't we? I mean, at what point can we just come out and say, hey, we need to send a message, right? How bad does it have to get? The first of two orders that Trump will will sign calls for the completion of a large-scale report. That's right. Let's face it. (laughs) Got to make those reports. To identify every form of trade abuse and every non-reciprocal practice 
that now contributes to the U.S. trade deficit. Now, you would think we'd already have that report. Wouldn't you think so? Hey, wait a minute. Maybe we should track some of this stuff. I mean, it is shocking to think about. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Roth, who's out on TV today if you want to go watch it, Officials will have 90 days to produce a country-by-country, product-by-product report that will serve as the basis of future decision-making by the administration on trade-related issues. Now, I'll say this. That's about time. Right? Wouldn't we... have already, you know, you would think naturally that this would already be be being done. Right? Somebody somewhere, you mean to tell me that the hundreds of thousands, the millions of people that work for the federal government, there's not one person sitting in a cubicle that's like, hey, that's my job. I've got the spreadsheet right here. Why didn't somebody ask me? Probably going to take them 90 days to find that person. (laughs) What cubicle is it? And then they they say it's going to demonstrate that the administration's intention not to shoot from the hip. In other words, hey, novel idea. You know what? We're actually going to get some facts. And then based upon the facts, we're going to do something. I don't know what that is. But my guess is what what Trump said, tariffs are coming. I wonder what that'll do to the Federal or the Federal Reserve's two percent inflation. <laughs> Maybe they'll just seasonally adjust that out. Uh tariff adjusted, seasonally adjusted, the inflation rate is still not quite at our target rate. But don't worry, the average median income continues to fall. But uh let's not talk about that. American companies must be prepared to look at other alternatives. Gee, I got a novel idea. How about bring the jobs back? I don't know. Call me crazy. The U.S. trade deficit totaled over $500 billion last year. Another increase from the previous year. The trade gap rose to its highest level since 2012. But hey, here's the good news. We got good news. It's below the all-time high of 2006, so you can feel <laughs> we can feel better about that. Economists concede, and this will make you feel better. The benefit of trade can be uneven. Well, uh, we'll give you that point. You know doesn't always quite work out uh, to 50-50. They argue that the jobs losses that Trump blames on trade packs can be attributed to automation. (laughs) Tell that to all the factory workers that see their jobs go somewhere else. Stay to the Radio News Hour. Final segment coming up. Final segment of the month, final segment of the week. Be interesting to see on Monday we'll announce 
the winner of the silver contest. Uh, silver, by the way, is up six. Well, let's call it seven, eighteen, twenty-seven. Gold's now up four bucks. <laughs> Just because I'm running the special, they're going to give it to me. Uh, Twelve hundred forty-eight dollars. Uh, so now you're down to forty-seven dollars over spot for twenty-dollar libs and or twenty-dollar saints. And you know what? If you buy 20 or more, I'll throw in the shipping as well. Can't beat that. 800-951-0592. Really, it's been March Madness. And why not? Let's end it in a maddening way on the last day of the month. $20 gold pieces at $47 over spot. You couldn't do that at $300 gold. Now, here we sit at almost 12 50 just incredible what an opportunity uh 800-951-0592 i love these you know what these is this is the problem these are the economists right that are at the federal reserve it's the robots stupid robots they keep taking your jobs stop the trade deficit no don't worry about that that didn't happen I know you got laid off and your job got moved to Mexico or China, but it was the robots. Right? And, oh, by the way, and inflation's only 2%. If you believe that, then don't order. Right? I mean, that, seriously. That's what, if you believe that, then you definitely don't want to call. But if you know that, that obviously, that, that's not even close to reality. I don't even know... You know, that's, not, that's like Twilight Zone stuff. <laughs> 2%. Where do, I mean, does she not get bills? I know they subsidize the food there at the cafeteria and all the Fed, you know, at all the Federal Reserve. And, I'm, you know, she's a government employee, so you know her health care is probably free. Right? She's going to get some big fat pain, but doesn't she get bills? I mean, does she even pay her own bills? I, 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 I really don't understand it. I mean, I, and, and they say it with a straight face, and they, they lie right to us, and we let them. And then they've got all these people on the idiot box that just, you know, it, it, it's, it's Ron Burgundy. They're just going to read what's on the teleprompter. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two is our toll free number. Uh, silver as well. You know what, boy? Silver has been just on a tear. Uh, old date, and again, I've never had. I've never been this long with old date silver eagles. Usually, they sell out quickly. Old date silver eagles at three dollars over spot. And if you want 2017 uh, at 375 over spot at 800 951 a couple of announcements. Uh, who is it? I got this gun. I meant to. John, your old date cases are shipping on Monday. That was my mistake. I'll get them done, I promise. And uh, metals deliveries will start next week. Everybody take care. I hope you have a great rest of your weekend. Enjoy the sunshine. 
and we'll talk again on Monday.